Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Quorum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. We're all busy, and when we go to the gym, just like you, I've only got a limited amount of time, and also like you, I want to reap the rewards of my work. I don't want to be wasting time when I get there. I want to get in, get out, and make a change in my body. And if you want to reap the rewards of resistance training, there are several key variables you need to control for. One is volume, or how many working sets you accomplish in a week or difficult sets that will stimulate a change. The second is intensity. Intensity is like how much weight is on the bar, on the cable stack, and you need enough intensity to provide a mechanical tension to the system, to add mechanical tension to the system to force an adaptation. And the third is rest between sets. And we're not going to go into that today, but you need to manipulate that to make sure that you can continue to work at a high enough intensity to stimulate change. And the fourth and probably most undervalued or at least talked about variable is technique. Now, technique is an under-researched area when it comes to training for strength and hypertrophy. If you look at sprinters, there's lots of biomechanical reviews and papers on that. But when it comes to like training for hypertrophy, muscle gains, not a lot out there. And until recently, there wasn't even a good working definition in the literature. Now, today, I'm going to be breaking down a narrative review titled Optimizing Resistance Training Technique to Maximize Muscle Hypertrophy, and it was done by Schoenfeld and colleagues. And in that paper, they have a definition. Resistance training exercise technique pertains to the controlled execution of bodily movements to ensure an exercise effectively targets specific muscle groups while minimizing the risk of injury. This involves the orchestration of body positioning and alignment, range of motion, and repetition tempo. It's kind of crazy that there hasn't been a definition yet, considering that according to the National Safety Council, there have been over 450,000 exercise-related injuries just in the past year. People just working out and hurting themselves. Now, you've seen the crazy memes and videos online My favorite of like Planet Fitness, people doing crazy stuff. No problem with training at Planet Fitness, but you know what I'm talking about if you look at Instagram. So to me, this is a pretty important topic. Now, before we get into the paper, I want to explain what a narrative review is. A narrative review is an academic article that synthesizes literature on a topic in a qualitative manner. So there's kind of an opinion in here aiming to provide an overview and critical analysis of what's available in the literature. Unlike systematic reviews or meta-analysis, which follow a strict methodology to quantitatively aggregate findings from multiple studies, narrative views often use more of a subjective interpretation. They allow authors to discuss broader themes, theoretical contributions, and implications of the findings for practice and future research. I find these to be helpful, especially kind of when you're moving into a new field or something that there's gaps in the literature. So the four specific things regarding technique that this review highlighted that you can use today to improve muscle strength and size are the following. The paper covered repetition tempo, range of motion, exercise-specific technique, and strict versus non-strict technique. So pretty soon you're going to be able to walk away with four things that you can apply. Let's start with tempo. There are a lot of claims that manipulating the speed of concentric and eccentric or the overcoming 
and yielding phase of a movement or a lift can enhance muscle development, but there's not a lot of data on this. So let's think about a bicep curl. When you're curling your wrist towards the head of the humerus or towards your shoulder, that's the concentric portion. And when you're lowering the dumbbell, that's the eccentric portion or the negative. There was some work by Schoenfeld and colleagues in 2015 that found that a wide range of rep durations from 0.5 seconds to 8 seconds yielded similar outcomes in regard to muscle hypertrophy. So the set could be really fast or quite a bit longer, and they were still getting increases or improvements in muscle hypertrophy. Most of the attention, though, kind of in the literature, and I would just say in the exercise community, has been focused on the eccentric component, which is the lowering or slow controlled lower Some papers showing that two and four seconds of eccentric emphasis is is beneficial, but there's not a lot of consensus. The authors of this paper recommend that you do maintain some eccentric control. And for me, that's ideal for safety. So for instance, if you got a bar on your back, you don't want to be dropping really fast. So a rep tempo of around two to eight seconds is ideal. So if you're doing a dumbbell curl, it should take two to eight seconds to curl it up and to lower the dumbbell. I think that's very reasonable and everybody can apply that. If you want to build a resilient and high-performing team that thrives under stress, then consider booking me as a speaker for your next team event. I started speaking last year more frequently and I've spoken to real estate groups, wealth management firms, and even sports organizations, and I'm absolutely loving it. And the talk that I've put together on how to turn stress into strength is making a significant impact. If this interests you, go to the link in the show notes and book me for your next event. Number two, remember, we're just talking about technique. We're not talking about the intensity or the volume or anything like that. Number two is the range of motion of the exercise, which can be defined as how much movement occurs at a specific joint during the execution of the exercise. So a full squat butt to heels versus a quarter squat. We're going back to the bicep curl, a full elbow locked out bicep curl versus just a partial range of motion where maybe you're doing the very bottom part. Interestingly enough, there was a review and a meta-analysis by Wolf and colleagues that found that it wasn't a full range of motion that mattered the most for hypertrophy, but it was also the muscle length achieved. So partial reps performed on a lengthened muscle may be more superior for muscle hypertrophy. So let's talk about that bicep curl again. So instead of just like, I'm going to do a curl to my elbow goes all the way straight and locked out, maybe just doing, you know, partial reps where you're going to go from right before the elbows extended to maybe 90 degrees and just staying in that lengthened stretch position may be more ideal for muscle hypertrophy. Exercise specific technique is the third variable. You know, there is almost no literature on this, which is kind of surprising, but there's so many different variations. And if you follow social media, people are like, oh, if you put your foot like this or your hand like this on the bench, it's going to be the unlock for gains. You know, like there's really not a lot out there. So whether you have a high bar placement or a low bar placement for a back squat or you move your hands in or out on the bench, like there's just not a lot of research on this right now. However, my recommendation is you always perform an exercise in a way that avoids pain 
and doesn't put your back in a dangerous position or other joints into a compromised position. So I wouldn't be rounding my back out while doing a deadlift. It's just not worth it. Now, the last part is really interesting. Strict versus non-strict technique. We've all seen people in the gym that kind of like use some momentum to get the bar up. Maybe sometimes that's you. It's me every once in a while. You're like, oh, I'm trying to get this. You know, most people use some momentum if the weight that they're trying to use is potentially too heavy for them. And let's say you're doing a dumbbell upright row and you kind of swing to get the dumbbell up. Are you really getting that two to eight second rep duration that you need for strength or hypertrophy? Probably not. We're really focused on hypertrophy here. Most likely not. I recommend checking your ego at the door and maintaining a more strict technique. So the four things, tempo, two to eight seconds, range of motion, consider putting the muscle in more of a lengthened or stretched position, exercise specific technique, not a lot out there, and try to use strict technique rather than a lot of momentum when you're moving the weight. If you found this episode useful, then let's work together to grow the blueprint. Before you go on your way, please stop and leave us a five-star review on whichever listening platform you are joining us from. This small act goes a long way in helping us grow the show and attract amazing guests. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.